Let's do this. Yay. Oh, that's right. It's my turn to enter. <laughs> Welcome to Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Kalina. And this is Salette. And uh, we're happy to be back with you. So, Welcome. Yay. Welcome back. Thanks to... for downloading and listening uh, to the podcast. The podcast where we stuff we do well we talk (laughs) but that's generally (laughs) what most podcasts are is just talking it is we we do that um Mm -hmm. we try to focus on paranormal romance novels sometimes we we talk about other shit a lot of times all the time (laughs) (laughs) but at the end of the day this is a paranormal romance podcast romance novels podcast Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. we're here to give you your bi-weekly taste of a paranormal romance novel. Yeah. But before we do all that, we got to give you the updates of the updates of the things that we do really quick. So if you want to skip this, just let like, I don't know, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. It'll be a surprise. <laughs> that's, just keep hitting the, the fast forward no. 30 seconds. That's the key. We're times. not a consistent number right. of... Of bullshit minutes. It's yes. a random number of bullshit minutes. We like surprises. Also, um, we're a little unorganized. Dis. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you been lately? Uh, I've been pretty good. I don't have anything big or different, you know, to say. Um, just starting to get used to being off of birth control. Mm-hmm. So two full cycles now of non-birth control. So that's nice. And they're being very, my, you know, I'm, I'm being very um, consistent or very... I'm not having crazy cycles, which I'm appreciative because I was really That's afraid good. that it would get all wackadoo. Yeah, I when thought I, for sure. When I went off, but no, I they are fucking clockwork. Look at that. <laughs> Over 20 years of medicine, your body is yes. like, this is how it's supposed to be. Now, I am pretty sure I bled all my blood out last week. <laughs> I don't think I have any left. Oh, no. You it need was blood. a crazy amount, which is too much oh. info for literally everyone. But... <laughs> Um, I'm okay. I'm not dead. So I guess it's fine. You know, I was shocked. I always like even on the pills. I thought I had a heavy period. I mean, I knew Mm -hmm. I had a heavy period. I had a heavy period. Holy fuck. (laughs) The amount of I was like, how am I okay? <laughs> am I not dead? But anyway, so, uh, but the food thing's going really well. It's easier, like, obviously, the lo- longer you do something, the more yeah. habit it becomes. And it gets easier. And, and I like most of the foods I have figured out to eat for each cycle or mm-hmm. each phase of the cycle. And so that's helpful. I haven't really tried to incorporate the other kind of pieces of this plan yet with the different exercises for each phase and the different work focuses and, and, and other kinds of things. You're supposed to, it's supposed to be kind of holistic and i haven't yeah. done all of that yet i'm just, i just wanted to really get started on food sure that's such a big piece of my life anyway and like if i can get that under control then i feel like it'll be easier to do the other pieces they'll kind of fall into place more so but yeah i'm doing nothing i just i'm feeling really healthy i had my i got my second pfizer vaccine Woo-hoo. this week yay and I had, like, no response to it. So I, mean, I don't know if that's good or not. I mean, I'm happy about it. Other- I thought you would have because you got COVID. I know. I'd heard some rumors to that effect. Yeah. But even, like, with the increased side effects that people are experiencing, it's still only, like, 39 to 45% who are experiencing yeah. them. So it's still not the majority. You yeah. Know, most people still are not having any side effects from the shot. So that's fine. Also, I heard it's more common with Moderna, I think. Oh, is than it? Pfizer. That's what I've heard too. That the oh. side effects of of that, like if you've already had, if you've contracted COVID at some point and you got your second shot, then your chances of having reactions to it are higher with Moderna. But obviously, yeah, I think it all just depends on your body. I decided that the only logical explanation, because I did have COVID, but I had no symptoms, like nothing, right? Yeah, you didn't, right? My body refuses to acknowledge it. It's oh, like, yeah. nah, that's not a thing, and we're not going to deal with it. Dude. I won't hear it and I won't acknowledge it. <laughs> <laughs> Unacceptable. So, because I had, yeah, like I tested positive and everything, but I literally had zero no, yeah. symptoms and I have had zero symptoms with both shots. So I just, my body's just like, nah, nah. <laughs> 
we won't be sick. We aren't going to deal with that. I mean, oh, I think it, I'm hoping it's dealing with it by like, you know, killing it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, it's refusing to make a big deal about it. And therefore I'm not having any like reactions. <laughs> Dude, even your like, the holistic side of your internal body and stuff is like no drama. No like, drama, bitches. You're, you're not like that on the outside and on the inside, you're just the same. You're like, yeah. no, sorry, go away. We don't I, deal with I don't have time stuff. for that. <laughs> nope. Please just, you're not going to like it. So let's no. just skip it. And then yeah. they're like, okay, how fun. Yeah. So, yeah. But so, yeah, that's pretty much that's my update. I don't have much. Just that. Okay. I'm okay, happy cool. to have had my second shot. I feel like yeah. this is, it's good. It's getting there. We getting there, people. We are getting there. Yeah. Dan and I got our second shots last Saturday also. And we both had sort of adverse reaction. It wasn't very much. I had a headache all day and chills for the next like day and a half but it wasn't terrible I'm sorry, not chills, body ache. My body was just achy for the next day and a half. And so I just wasn't feeling good from that. And then Dan had it too. But it was really weird. It was almost kind of like we were in sync. So I would get it and I wouldn't feel well. So I'd go lay down and then I would be fine. I'd wake up and then Dan's like laying on the couch. He's like, I've got aches. And so we would like (laughs) take turns getting achy. It was cool because then our bodies were like, your turn. Okay, now my turn. Yeah, so we got we we got we got those done, and I'm super happy about that too. Uh, he and I both got Moderna, so mm. I don't know. I, I feel I see that the light at the end of the tunnel. I know, yeah, it's getting there. But uh, yeah, and as far as the life plan goes, I'm with you. As far as exercising goes, I don't do it much. I play on my Oculus a lot still, but it's not enough that I should really call it a workout. <laughs> But I am actively playing on it. And when I'm done with it, my heart rate is up Mm -hmm. and I'm breaking out in sweat. I think it's effective and it's fun. I reached my goal again this month, but my goals are increasingly getting smaller because it's getting harder to lose the weight as you go, you know. But like I said before, this is not going to happen overnight. This is something that we're going to do as long as we can. We're going to try to elongate it until the end of the year, really. But I feel fine. I feel good. And I'm happy with... With the lifestyle change, I think to be intentional like this is really important. And I love that we're doing this together and that Dan's doing it with me. And so, you know, shared experiences is pretty important, especially when we don't get to see each other as much as we, you know. Exactly. So to be able to do this together, I think it's super cool. It is. It's really neat. Awesome. Oh, all right. Short and sweet. Okay. I'm going to give you a quickie before you start the clips notes. Clips. Okay. Quickie, quickie. So in light of this book, would you like... To own a coffee shop with me in some small little cute-ass town in Colorado, don't matter where it's at, so that we could stare at the mountains, sit around, play cards, and drink fucking tea and coffee all day long. And you could do teas because you know how to do teas. You know how to do yes. that. What is that? That set up the tea times, whatever. Yes. And then just play cards, <laughs> read books, and just not work, and then, like, kick people out if we don't want them in there, and just, yes. Yes! Yes! Okay. Yes! Why don't we own this already? Why hasn't this happened yet? Why do we talk about this all the time and it's not a thing? <laughs> Why is the podcast the only thing we've ever done? <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, yes. After so many ideas. We do this and we spontaneously travel well. But that's about it. We do do. Yes, we do spontaneous travels. Mm-hmm. But no, like all of our other ideas were like, this is such a good idea. And then like two days later, we're like, nah. Nothing. Uh, like I don't have it. energy for that. <laughs> I feel still it would be perfect like this isn't a dream job you know dream business to run especially if one of our husbands bought the building that we rented and then told us we never had to rent again I mean (laughs) or we never had to pay rent again (laughs) that's a that's a perk for sure I mean that makes uh it a really cost-effective business to run when you aren't paying I any agree. rent. And a very, very happy wife. Yeah. And the wife's wife. Because you are like my wife. Oh, yeah. We're essentially <laughs> wives, yeah. We're totally wives. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, yes, let's do that. Yay. We'll let you guys know when that new venture shows up. Absolutely. fucking <laughs> That said, we read The Tea Shop by Bernadette Marie, narrated by Sandra Murphy. We've read a Bernadette Marie book before, and that was called The Beginning. No, well, it was called... The Last Goodbye. (laughs) Thank you. The Last Goodbye. The Beginning. Colon The Beginning. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> I knew I had something like that. Um, Bernadette was actually an author that we met at the Denver Pop Culture Con a couple of years ago when that was a thing that we can walk into and touch people. <laughs> um, and so we're excited to get back into her next book and Kalina's going to give you a quick note. And yeah, and just because someone might want to listen to it, that's episode 58 if anyone wants to go back to the f- oh yeah the first book we read by Bernadette Marie. Yes, we um, loved that book. It was good. Yes. So Bernadette generally writes contemporary fiction, but she has The Last Goodbye and then now The Tea Shop are her two paranormal books. So that's why we've, we chose to read these. This book takes place in Golden, Colorado. What? So what? Yeah. we love it when it's close to home. <laughs> we love getting that feeling of it. Mm-hmm. It's so neat. And like knowing the places they're talking about and stuff. And it is the story of Abigail and Carson. Abigail is from Kansas, well, a small town in outside of Kansas City. And she moves to Golden to open a tea shop with her cousin. And um, uh, one day in walks this man who's quite handsome and this, you know, lovely older woman and they have tea and they just, she, well, Abigail has a special power. She is kind of psychic. She can see clairvoyant. the clairvoyant. Okay. Yeah. Clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prescient. She can see glimpses of the future or know things that, you know, she couldn't know when she touches people. Mm-hmm. So during the first meeting when she's serving tea, to Carson and Mrs. Winters. She touches Mrs. Mrs. Winter touches her arm and she gets this vision of her and Carson married and with four kids. But also Mrs. Winters is sick and has died. So so it's a little of a mixed bag on that vision. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But Carson's instantly attracted to her and like he's flirting pretty heavy at that first meeting and he finds a reason to come back like the next day or oh, I think yeah. so. I think it's the next day. I feel day. like it's every single day afterwards. It is. It's every day. <laughs> so he keeps coming back. She's kind of... She's kind of cold and standoffish with him at first because she recognizes him when she sees his credit card and his mm-hmm. name. And she realizes he's the local developer in town who is known for tearing down old buildings and putting up new things. And she's really attached to old things. And she likes this really old church that's in town that he's just recently purchased and she's afraid he's going to tear it down. Mm-hmm. So she's a little bit mad about that. She thinks of him as a tyrant in her head, which is a little excessive of a word for a person. But okay, like, yep. I'm like, you know, <laughs> oh, that's extreme. But he's pretty much into her and he can kind of tell that she doesn't like him. So he's kind of like, well, you know, I people, like a challenge. People like me. <laughs> yeah. Who could no, not like me? No one says no to me. I'm pretty awesome. <laughs> so he comes back in because he wants to plan Mrs. Winter's birthday party there because she wants to have her birthday the next month there. And Abigail's obviously like, whatever. But she already, she knows too much. She like knows when Mrs. Winter's birthday is. She's like, says all these things that he's like, that's suspicious that she already knows these things. It's weird. But anyway, then as he's about to leave, she like doesn't want him to go because she got a vision that he was going to get hurt. So she she kind of flips the switch and goes from being kind of cold and distant to being like, no, come back. Come back tonight. Uh, It'll be great. Yeah. So he comes back and inadvertently or advertently, I guess, it it means that he does avoid getting a rock thrown at his car that would have probably caused an accident and hurt him. So she doesn't tell him all this. She can't tell someone that, hey, I know what's going to happen to you in the future. Yeah. But she obviously. does agree. She, he, he kind of keeps pushing and she does agree to go out on a date with him because they are like getting along and they're obviously attracted to each other. So they start dating and she gets a bad feeling about Mrs. Winter's home and a fire that's going to happen. And she tries to explain it to him without telling him why she knows it's going to happen. And then, of course, it happens and they they rush over there in the middle of the night. She wakes up. It's the first night that they sleep together. And he wakes up to her having a nightmare and like coughing on smoke and stuff. And she gets out of bed and is like, we have to go to the Mrs. Winters. It's on fire. And he's like, that's a crazy thing to say (laughs) at three in the morning. How do you know? But they show up and it is on fire and they get her Mm -hmm. out and she's safe. But the house, you know, is damaged. And then he's like, what's going on? So she has to explain. And he's like, that's crazy. And he leaves. (laughs) But then he thinks about it. 
it for a while and he thinks about all the things that she's known and oh and he had looked up he'd googled her and he'd found out that like she was involved in this thing as a kid where she knew where this dead girl was and everyone assumes she murdered the girl mm-hmm. um and so he kind of he suspects that but he keeps like he's like she's so nice and so sweet how could she have Don't killed trust her how could she have killed this girl <laughs> and so he's so young too yeah. and-, and so he has that in his head and he's all confused but they talk about it for a while eventually she finally explains the whole thing and she's like i just know and he's like well what do you see when you touch me and she doesn't see anything when she touches him most of the time yeah she did like the first time Um, that they touched not yeah like with the rock incident Mm -hmm. and then she does a couple times later in the book but most of the time she touches him she doesn't get anything she has no future so he's like okay and she's like i like that because then i don't know what you know what's coming it's you know it's not like cheating (laughs) Mm -hmm. and knowing the future so they have they go back and forth rocky life you know oh we're in love no it's too hard i'm weird and have a weird sense of (laughs) the future and you should be with somebody else but i don't want to be with anybody else i love you oh i love you too (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that's exactly how it was i'm not yeah that's the book we're reading Uh, right out of the book right now Uh, Mrs. Winter passes and it's all sad and then she sees well Abigail starts to see ghosts <laughs> on top of her powers so like when Mrs. Winters passes she sees her show up in her house and say goodbye to Carson like kiss him goodbye on the head and then wave goodbye to her yeah it was a sweet scene it was so sweet but yeah. it is I mean yeah so now there's a ghost thing involved and there's some other ones that everything seems to be connected all of these family members are actually related it turns out all this stuff in her life is kind of like maybe Mrs. Winters helped pull her here. Because mm-hmm. Mrs. Winters has the gift too. So she maybe could sense somebody else with it and like helped make sure she ended up in Golden and, and brought her to there where she could introduce Carson to her. And oh they, yeah. They... I think Mrs. Winters, she fucking knew what she was doing. I think she had other powers that nobody else oh, knew. Oh yeah, I agree. She fucking, she, I, she set all this up. I think she was, yeah, more powerful than just yeah. the future in the ghost thing. I but wonder then, if she she had the power to put images in her head just to make it seem like it was, a, like, she was able to see things anyway because of her clairvoyance. But could Mrs. Winter have put that image of them getting married in her head just because she wanted her Mason? Carson. Carson. <laughs> Carson to finally settle down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think that's a good question. It, well, in the end, they all, they get married and have four kids. Yes. I, that's really, I, there's not much more to the story, so we should just talk talking about the book you know because it's not it's not an overly complicated it's called a sweet romance it's very precious and it's really focused on the relationship of the characters there's not yes there's a supernatural aspect but it's not like some of our other books you know obviously there's not werewolves running around and shit no (laughs) I think that it's hard to say because at first the fact that she touched Mrs. Winters and got the vision was confusing because the vision is about her and Carson but she never got that while touching Carson that's why I'm saying. <laughs> I think, well, I think that Mrs. Winters got that vision when touching Abigail. Oh. Because that's, Mrs. Winters gets the visions too, but I think she I was see. able to make Abigail see what she saw. I see. That makes more sense than the malicious intent I've got. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think she, because I don't think like the four kids, like, I mean, that, that's, she didn't have to go that far if she just wanted her <laughs> to settle down. She didn't have to put four kids into the universe, but you know. Um, <laughs> But she, I think she knew that Abigail was special. And then I think she wanted Abigail to see that vision because she specifically touched Abigail and that's when Abigail saw it. So I think she could make her vision go to Abigail too. Transfer over to her. Yeah. So she could see it too. Yeah. Okay. I like that better than what I was thinking about how like she had created this scenario in her head and then put it into Abigail's vision just so that Carson could have somebody. This is a sweet romance, like you said, so there should be none of that. But there are similarities between how this book is written and the other one that we read from Bernadette in that that's exactly what it is, the sweet romance. And the meet-cute, the initial meeting of the couples and the first couple of dates and their conversations and how they come back to each other to get to the first date or whatever are so sweet and they're so good. And I love 
I love how she explains the whole process of it and their mindset and everything and their, I don't know, you know, like, just the emotion that goes yeah. with it. Yeah, oh, that, I mean, it is such a different book because it is, it's coming from a writer who really specializes in that contemporary romance, yeah. like yeah. family romance. I think most of hers are families, family romances. I, I don't know if that's a real genre, but whatever. Uh <laughs> 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 subgenre or whatever it, it, that's what it feels like when i see all her titles and stuff but yeah it's the real focus is on building a relationship you know, like like and why like why are people connected and how do they start to fall in love because this is an interesting idea for this book is did they fall in love because they really were gonna fall in love or because fate told them they had to fall in love like right. and, and abigail struggles with that because she can feel that she's attracted and, and like falling in love with Carson, but she doesn't know or trust that he's not just doing it because she said they were supposed to get married. Right. And she told him they were going to get married and have four kids. And now he's like, okay, well, I guess we're going to get married and have four kids. Right. And she's like, like, I want you to love me for me. (laughs) Did it happen because, or is it happening? Or did it happen? Is it going to happen because I told you about it? And you're like, okay, I guess I can go with that. And so we're going to do it. And it happened because I told you. Or do you really, really, truly love me for who I am? It's the question of a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Right. Does knowing the future mean you can't, that that is more, you're more likely to create it. You're more mm-hmm. likely to make it happen because you, th- even the things that when you try to stop it, actually make the prophecy more likely to happen because you know it. Because subliminally you feel like it's already like in the back of your mind. So you're thinking somehow all of the factors and the, your forcing nature to sort of go that path yeah. so you're putting it into fruition because you are the one that's well, building it and you're making different choices because you know what you think you know yeah to fit that pattern and then maybe get there. those are the choices that get you there instead of if you had just made like if you didn't know the right. choices you would made would take you somewhere else right i think it's interesting i but i think the biggest key is that carson had no plans or intentions of marriage like he hasn't he wasn't thinking serious about marriage before he met her so i think that's enough of an explanation for why he didn't he isn't with her just because she said we're gonna get married that and he did already express not to her he hadn't confessed to her yet but just his own monologue in the book that he was falling in love with her and that he did want to marry her so he had confirmed that for himself before she's like i could foresee us having four children he was thinking about marriage before she ever brought it up yeah and that's wild because it was still seriously like two weeks into the relationship (laughs) and He was like, yeah, maybe I could marry her. And I was like, you literally yesterday were like, I'm not the marrying guy. Let me tell you, when <laughs> when all of that was happening, I was like, oh, Kalina is having a conniption fit about this right now. I can tell you this is something she's like, bullshit. <laughs> and let me tell you, this was my fairy tale. Yeah. This was me and Dan. He hadn't owned real estate yet, but, <laughs> you know. For us, it was it was that instant, and I truly believe that. If you know, you know. Yeah. But you're right. It is <laughs> really quick. It's so fast. Super quick. And he had decided that, and knew it, he felt it before. She was yes. like, look, I've got this superpower, and this or is what's going to happen. Or curse, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> That's true. Would you want to know? Would you want that? Would you want this? No. Would you want to know the future? Absolutely not. I wouldn't either. I'd be too, I'm already too scared to leave the house. I would never want to fucking leave ever no. again. It's just not fun. <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot of surprises in the world, but not knowing what's happening to you in the year's time is kind of one of them. So. Right. It is. I mean, obviously, ideally, then you can prevent bad things, I think. But we could see even from Mrs. Winter's life that you can't. Right. Because her husband and brother-in-law died in a mine accident trying to save a young child and you would think that if she could see things she would have seen that happening and told them mm-hmm. get the fuck out of a mine like don't yeah. go in mines you know mm-hmm. and her great niece is Katie Meadows the girl who Abigail knew where her body was when she went missing mm-hmm. so again I was curious about that tie like, I know that's super weird I don't know I don't know I if that was know. necessary I-, I thought that there was going to be something much bigger when that came up towards the end of the Book. I thought we were going to find out who killed her. Oh, yeah. Or at least that, right? Right? Something. I thought that's what the ghosts were coming back to do. And she was going to have another premonition and 
find like, the killer. But I guess who really cares? Solve right? the cold case. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Also, <laughs> I think they decided it was an accident. Whatever. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. That's well. And Mrs. Winter's own grandson died. Jeremy Jeffrey Jeffrey. And it was I like that mountain. Yeah, I know that was a bummer. Although I oh, was struggling to imagine how he fell off the mountain. <laughs> I was like, I was too, because I've been to Lookout Mountain. Yeah, I know. There isn't really steep parts. Maybe they were up at a different elevation. They could have been. We've never been to. Let's just say that they know a, a part, secret area that know we don't secret. know. Yes. And they and he fell off of it. Yes, because I mean the parts I've been to, you just kind of slide down to the road. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, and, like get road rash. <laughs> yeah, I mean I wouldn't like it. I don't want to no. do it, but. <laughs> I was like, huh? Yeah. There must be, yeah, there must be, maybe we're like teenage kids in Golden would know about that we wouldn't, because we're not. More brave kids that are like willing to go up. You and I are such prudes. We're not going to go deep, deep into the, the As the a hills teenager, there. I never had cheap beer and went up the mountain to no, drink it. That was not That me. was not a thing I did as a child. In fact, the first <laughs> time I ever went to Lookout Mountain, I was like 22. <laughs> And it was with Dan. <laughs> so. But yeah, so, I mean, obviously, even with her gifts, Mrs. Winters couldn't stop tragedy. Right. In so her what's own the life. Point so really, seeing, what's the fucking point? What's the point of being able to see the future? Right. I'm with you. And I already have enough anxiety in my life that I don't need that extra fucking weight to. F- no, I don't to either. To figure that out. Yeah. I just, yeah. And I, and then the, the, the moments when she would almost pass out from her sp- sight was very terrifying i'm like no thank you i don't need this (laughs) (laughs) i don't don't want that i don't need to fall down in the middle of the tea shop yeah that's that's crazy i wouldn't want to do that either it's too much but do you believe in like signs things that happen in your path as you're trying to do certain things or just certain situations or roadblocks yeah yeah i do think that sometimes there are signs like the universe shows you things to maybe try to help or protect or show you the way to go to you know they're harder to read it's not easy and they're not obvious but i do think sometimes like you have those feelings where you just know like no i'm not supposed to be doing this today and Mm -hmm. you don't and then like later on you find out like Maybe there was an accident, and if you had been maybe doing that errand, you would have been in it. Or maybe not in it, but near it. You don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say. There's no guarantees. But just, like, you make a last-minute call because of a gut feeling. I feel like that is some kind of intuition mm-hmm. or, you know, sixth sense a little bit. Yeah, like if I'm trying to go to McDonald's and there's, like, construction and an accident or a dog runs out in front of my car, that means that my ass shouldn't be eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> so turn around <laughs> And go back home. <laughs> I will give up on almost anything if I can't find parking. Very easily. Ooh, I will yes. quit any activity. I will bail on every plan. If I show up somewhere and like within two minutes I don't have a parking spot, I'm like, well, I was not meant to be here. And I go home. <laughs> 100%. Why do you think you guys aren't at my apartment right now? Because there's no fucking parking. That's no, I why. can't visit you. There's no parking. No, there's none of that. Also... If I have to make a left-hand turn without a light, <laughs> I'm not fucking going. I will make I will make a right-hand turn for forever. I would go three f- five miles out of my way so that I wouldn't have to do that. If I have to make a left-hand turn and wait for two-way traffic, not gonna happen. Especially if it's on like Colfax or something. Yeah. No, I'll never be able to turn in the same way. I just did that today, where I literally <laughs> went like around a block so I yes! could just go across the street straight instead of trying to make a left. I wouldn't. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, ah, no, I don't have time for this. <laughs> it drives Dan crazy. He was like, why don't you just turn left? I'm like, why don't I just turn right four times? <laughs> Stop telling me what to do. <laughs> I, I, I 100% agree. I just, yeah. <laughs> I know it's silly, but also like I get really anxious if someone comes up behind me in one of those situations because mm. I know when I'm going to feel safe to go isn't necessarily when other drivers are uh, going to think it's acceptable. They're going to be like, right. no, you should have gone like mm. 10 times before now. And I'm like, ah, I didn't feel like no. I should. So so. I'm not going to. And you're not up here seeing what I'm seeing. You decided (laughs) I couldn't go. (laughs) I'm the same way. I'm like always thinking, I'm like, look, motherfucker, I can barely see the hood of my car. You just wait. (laughs) 
I'm trying to be safe here. <laughs> Dude, I'm with you. I'm totally with you on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So I don't know if those are signs or that's just probably generalized anxiety issues. But <laughs> That's true. Maybe we just have to work on those personal issues ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they do end up having sex in this book, but we don't get any of it. She does invite him over to her apartment after a couple of dates. They've been together for a couple of weeks and had kisses and little makeouts and stuff, but nothing to the point where they've had sex. But we don't get any of the sex. They have an intense makeout session on the couch, which is nice. We appreciate we that. Love we love a good we love grind session on the couch. Makeout. Yes, yes. And there were nipples involved. Nipples yes. are good. Nipples. I love nipple stimulation. It's great. But yeah, but we didn't get the descriptive sex. We got, once again, the next day. Yes. But uh, I'm sure or it would like have been great. a couple hours later, lying in bed in each other's arms. That's true. Yeah, it was just a couple of hours later. So we got to use our imaginations, and I did, because I always do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, this is one of those books where it just fits in because it is that cute, sweet romance yes. category. So hardcore pounding would have been out of character. <laughs> <laughs> but we love it. We do but you're love right. it. But you're I totally do, right. I, I mean, there's still enough heat and sizzle between the characters that you feel. Lo- I thought it was still very <laughs> sexual, very sensual. You know, it's very romantic. This is supposed to be a sweet romance. You're right. Hardcore pounding doesn't doesn't fit the mold. It's, it doesn't. It's like watching a really nice sweet movie and then all of a sudden something cuts in because it's been recorded over and it's just porn. It's just porn. Yeah. And, and you're, you're like, like what? what? I didn't expect that. Why did yeah. you record over this nice movie with porn? <laughs> this is a stupid VHS. I don't want it anymore. Also, what's a VHS again? <laughs> <laughs> How about Beta? Beta Max. Ooh, now yeah. we're old. Now we're really mm-hmm. old. <laughs> now we're really old. Yep. Uh, but gonna... did you, so yeah, I thought that they were it was cute and sexy and yeah. romantic and it didn't need too much, you know. Do you yeah sleep in each other's arms you and dan we sometimes do but we both run really hot Mm -hmm. so after a couple of minutes we're like get the fuck away from me (laughs) you're way too hot we just start sweating dan says that he never was a cuddler before me but Mm -hmm. now you know we do we cuddle and we lay in each other's arms and fall asleep next to each other if we're super tired but for the most part and especially because pancakes in the bed with us, it just gets way too hot. And so we'll escape. Yeah. When I read books like this where like every night they fall asleep, in each, like they're sleeping in each other's arms or they read that or it says that in the book somewhere. I'm just like, yeah. that's miserable. <laughs> I don't want that. Because no. I sleep really hot. Patrick doesn't, but he has to be under like every blanket on the sun in order Ooh. to <laughs> yeah, in order to be warm. And then I'm like, no. So we do not sleep cuddled up. Because I just no. and also arms fall asleep. Like don't doesn't everybody's arms fall asleep? Like how would you sleep? Yeah. With that? How are which way you sleeping? Also, I sleep with a mask. I toss and most, turn. Yeah, it's, like it's very every uncomfortable. ten minutes I move yeah. positions all night long. <laughs> We can't sleep together. That's crazy. Yeah. I'll, we'll fall asleep for, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes. And both of us will just like wake up instantly. And whatever part of our body is touching is just wet. Because we're just sweating right next to each other. And it doesn't <laughs> matter how like fucking cold it is. We just both run so hot. Yeah. But anyway, that sort of leads us into our yeah. fun fuck fact. No. <laughs> what no. Is it? Our kiss and tell. Kiss and Sorry. tell. <laughs> About... Well, it's sort of, not really, not this last part of the conversation, the first the part first of the conversation. The first part before yeah. we derailed ourselves, but before now we're Before we back. derailed it, yeah. <laughs> so that first part where she had invited him over so that they can hang out and stuff. So the kiss and tell for this episode is going to be whether or not we have ever invited anybody over or we were invited over to someone's house strictly because you knew you were going to bone. You were going to have the sex. Yeah. And it was going to be great. Or I don't know. I don't know if it's well. Great. Sometimes you never. You can't predict that ahead of time. You can hope, true. but you do know that you're gonna have the sex. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely both of those gone gone somewhere just because I was like, yeah, we're gonna have sex, and we're gonna do it, and uh, had someone come over just for sex. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, that's dating, right? Is that not how dating works? You know, I never really understood the term dating. I know. I don't. I'm I, don't bad. I don't get it, Mm-mm. and I don't even know if that's still like really a thing anymore. But you know. <laughs> 
because everything oh. if it's just cash it's cash it doesn't have a, a, t- a label, I, know. I guess i don't know how the kids do things these days but how do you kids do it these days please tell us <laughs> but yeah i was like dating was always just going to somebody's house and having sex <laughs> have you ever had a memorable one what's one that sticks with you what events happened during that night um, so there was one time where, I mean, especially if a guy invites you over, mm. I think there's a certain... The intentions. Intention. Like, yeah. Like, oh, come over for spaghetti. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and then you eat spaghetti on the couch for like a little while. And then all of a sudden you're not eating spaghetti on the couch anymore. Spaghetti's like. a messy meal to eat before boning. <laughs> I didn't choose it. It's what happened. <laughs> guys are dumb. Don't yeah. feed them spaghetti before you're going to bone them. On the couch without a da- table. Yeah. Dating tip 702. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, that was pretty, you know. Wait, move. did that happen? Yes. Was it spaghetti? Yes. <laughs> yes. And then we had sex on the floor with the spaghetti on the side of the couch. <laughs> Very yeah. nice. Okay. But that was his invitation. Um, On times that I have pulled that trick, I usually don't feed them. I just am like, want to come watch movies? <laughs> oh, in bed? Oh, yeah. Oh, we can't find a movie to watch. Oh, let's do something else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. I, I never no. promise anybody spaghetti. And now I'm going to go <laughs> sleep on the couch because... <laughs> Oh, yes. Actually, I do that, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Because yeah, uh, I can't sleep. Nice. Yeah. No. <laughs> don't give away all my secrets. Uh. They don't know yet. <laughs> well, they don't listen, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. He doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me. Mostly, actually, I'm just going to say I've always just been invited over. I've lived with my parents until I was 18. And then the first time I moved out besides for college, it was with Dan. So, I mean, obviously, Dan called me the first time. He was like, hey, do you want to go play pool? I was like, yeah. For the intentions, of course, it was just some random call. I was obviously the last girl on the phone that he he went started from the A and went down and got to the S. <laughs> I was the only one who said yes and went out, hung out with him at table stakes all night long. A couple of hours later, he's pushing me around in the shopping cart in King Supers, and then that night we bone. It was going to happen, and it happened. And, you know, other times before that with other guys, definitely. That's why I got invited over, and I was fine with it. If I wasn't fine with it, I wouldn't have gone over. I always knew when it was going to happen. But I never had the opportunity to invite them over to my place because I didn't have my own place. I never had my own apartment or anything in my single life. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure that would have happened many times (laughs) had I had one, but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But I liked those times. I thought that those were fun. There's just something about those early stages of relationships that like Bernadette writes in this book really well. And like those feelings you get when you know, like both parties know what the the deal is. They know the deal is let's go over and have sex. But you still kind of go through the motions anyway of like... Yeah, I'm coming over for spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have spaghetti. Or Let's like, have some we're going to just lay in bed and watch a movie together. Yeah, just, we're going to do, well, not for you. I was going to say do a puzzle, but you don't let people touch your puzzles. No, so. the puzzle's <laughs> not for sharing. It's my puzzle time. <laughs> My favorite part of this book of that scene was mm-hmm. when they started making out. They had dinner and the attentions were there. They want each other. They'd been dating, quote unquote, for a couple of weeks. And they're getting blue. They're <laughs> both, you know, both the vulva and the balls are blue. So the intention was to have sex. But after they started making out and everything and, and you know, a little bit of touching here and there, heavy petting and just intense making out, which thank you, Bernadette, I appreciate. <laughs> he asks do we proceed from here? Just so genuinely and so sweetly. And he was asking for permission to move forward. And she was like, yes, for consent, which I loved so much. I loved it so, so much. And I like, I love hearing that in books. And actually, I don't know if I've really heard it in many of the books that we've done because, you know, the intention's there. Of course, it's going to happen. But he asked. 
Carson's not my favorite guy, but I no. loved him in this movie or in this book or in that in, moment. In that moment, that scene. In that moment, I loved Carson a lot. And I don't hate him, you know? No. He's not someone that I hate. He's not a character that I'm like, ugh, I should have got rid of him. Carson's fine. No, no, no. He's great for her, but. Yes. And I mean, we have met some assholes. He is not on any <laughs> level no. with some of the assholes we've met in these books. But no. um, he is it also not my favorite. He's a bit, mm-hmm. I think a lot of it does stem from kind of that beginning where he could tell she wasn't that into him and he wasn't, he's just going to pursue it anyway. He was, And I was yeah, kind of like, like, fuck you. I like challenge. We're not, cha- women are challenges. We're not no. there to be a challenge. If someone doesn't like you, just leave them the fuck alone. I mean, yeah. obviously they were meant to be, like, she She does yes. like him. She she just didn't want to like him as much as she was. And so that's why right. she was acting that way, because she was liking him. She just she just didn't want to. But still, like, it's hard, even though, you know, it, in the end, I love everything else. Like, I like the rest of the story, and I love their relationship. There's just moments where I'm like, oh, Carson. <laughs> like, he seems to have a bit of an anger issue. He gets mad, and it's very obvious. Like, he has really bad moods when he's mad. Like, so he is short and doesn't talk very much. Like, the sushi scene also fucking pissed me off to no end. <laughs> So he spends the day Googling her and finds out about this, the girl who was dead, whose name I just liked. Katie Meadows. Yes. And so he's spiraling going like, did she kill her? Did she not? I have to ask her about this. Was What if she lies to me? How am I going to find out if she killed this girl or not? You know, all kinds of crazy thoughts. And he shows up because they have a agreement. They, I think they were supposed to go for a walk or do something really romantic and cute. And he shows yeah. up and he's just like, do you want sushi? And she had the night before told him she doesn't eat fish guess what i don't want sushi uh (laughs) but she rolls with it she's like well i've never really had it let me look you know and he mentions the restaurant so she looks it up and she says you know finds that she'll there's something she can order on it like i've gone to sushi i just get the chicken rice it's fine yeah so he picks her up and he's like barely speaking during the car he doesn't say anything they go to dinner yeah, he's like so cold. He, with her. he doesn't really talk about much at dinner. Like, he's just awful the whole time. And I'm like, if you have a fucking problem or you think a person's a fucking murderer, say something. Don't take them out to eat at the least favorite restaurant they could have. <laughs> And not have a conversation the whole time. So she was all like weird. She was like, that was a weird date. Oh, It was okay. a weird. It was so awkward and, and it, it unfair. That's so unfair to her. Because yeah. she's already fighting with these emotions she's having. And he, uh, well, maybe I don't know if he knows it at that point. But it's unfair for her to have to go through that. She's already having hard enough time yeah. going through. I mean, he doesn't know feelings. anything yet. And then he never does bring it up until somehow they end up having a good day and then they have sex later and that's when the fire thing that's happens. That's when, yes. And, and then like, that's when everything gets explained. And But I don't know how he got over that mood in order for them to have a good date later, like a couple days later. No, especially because he was so inundated <laughs> with the whole Katie thing. Dude, I'd have been like, popped the sushi in my mouth and said, so what's with Katie Meadows? Did you kill her? Yeah, yeah you I know. know. Or, like, not gone to dinner and just talked about it in her shop. Or something. Honestly, no. Okay, no. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. (laughs) If I was ever starting to date somebody and I Googled them and I read that, I would not see that man again. (laughs) I mean... That is very true. If I, very honest true. to God, thought there was even the smallest chance that the guy I was dating yeah. might have murdered somebody, I'd be like, oh, well, I can't. No, that's how you get murdered. <laughs> if you believe that, if you, especially if they were an adult older and that story yes, was, you know, yes, yes. two weeks ago. But she was a child then and he knew Exactly. That. You do have to probably get to the bottom of that story. Yeah. So, you know, there's just more also, graceful though, ways to I talk know, about it. I know kids do kill sometimes and, and especially each other. I mean, we have a horrible one here in Denver not too many years ago that was awful. And it was a, it was a young boy who killed that young girl. Mm-hmm. So I know what happens, but it isn't yeah. typical. So I don't think I would. I think it was very confusing that all the townspeople jumped to her killing Katie too. They did. Just because she dead made a suggestion. Question, quote unquote, yeah. 
that she knew where the body was and the body was there. I would much more likely believe she had seen it or something. Like she had stumbled across it and so she told everyone where it was, but didn't want them to know. Instead of blaming her. Exactly. I just think it's it's very, it was a very interesting, because I would have a hard time believing it that a young girl just out of nowhere killed the girl. Without the like, you know, the evidence of it. So like this is our crime podcast coming into play, right? Yes. There, I'm sure there was an autopsy done. Could that have had anything to do with another young girl? Like, how did she die? Exactly. How did and she get there? Yeah, none of that gets explained to us in the book. No, it's all of course just an not. old story. But yeah. But yeah, so, uh, you know, I, all of this is to say that there are moments like that where Carson's a real jerk. <laughs> yeah. And there was another one. So their biggest issue is this damn church that she Ugh. likes and doesn't want him to tear down that he wants to tear down. But he doesn't want to tear down the whole thing. At first, he's going to keep like the facade. But mm-hmm. then by the end, he's rearranged his plans to keep basically the whole building. He's going to spend like twice as much and it's going to take twice as long to do it. But he's going to save this old building, right? That bitch should have gone down. Right. Well, yeah, it almost kills him in the end. But <laughs> yes. but he's telling her this. And she doesn't react the way he wants her to. And so he gets real mopey and like storms off into her bedroom and like shuts the door and she has to clean up dinner by herself. And I was like, what is this mopey ass bitch? What is going on? (laughs) But didn't somewhere in the book too, it said he had the right to be. She said, so she... Or he deserves to feel that way or something. She was like, well, he has the right to have a temper tantrum. I think I highlighted it because I could not stand this sentence. (laughs) Um, It made me so fucking mad. He had the right to throw a temper tantrum. No, he doesn't. He can be disappointed that she wasn't as excited about his project as he thought she would. Yeah. But he needs to use grown-up language to express that disappointment <laughs> and be like, oh, that's a bummer. I really thought you'd like, you'd be more interested in this. I, I, I kind of like want to be able to share my life with you. I, I'd like to be able to share my excitement about projects with you. But if that's not something we can do, I need to know about that. Right? Those are adult ways to have that conversation. You know, words. Putting your fucking, like, you know, slamming your chili bowl on the table and saying I can't understand I just can't understand you <laughs> like I can't win with you and storming and off stomp- into her bedroom yeah stomping away and she goes he had the right to throw a temper tantrum <laughs> she thought that in her head and I was like no no <laughs> That's abuse. That's emotional abuse. Trying to manipulate you into feeling bad for him. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's not okay. I didn't like that at all. You no, know, conversations. You gotta use your words. I don't even let my fucking kids throw temper tantrums. I'm not gonna let my boyfriend, adult, no, whatever. No, exactly. I was very disappointed in that particular sentence. I was like, uh, yeah. nobody has the right to throw a temper tantrum. Your emotions are, yeah. I'm sure he was feeling disappointed and, and, and like he, he thought he'd done something something that she would approve of and instead she just was really weird about it now that's a whole other thing because she knew that the church was bad news and she just never told him but whatever uh <laughs> yeah if you guys want to know that part you have to read the book just read the book it's fine yeah whatever you'll figure it out but but still disappointment is one thing acting like a child is a different story <laughs> <laughs> It's a little unattractive. It's not great. So, yeah. I mean, he, but then he has some really good moments where he he stands by her. He doesn't push away with her, even when she pushes him away intentionally. Yes, she's like, no, I I have to break up. We can't do this. It's not right for you. And he's like, this is what I want. So you don't get to decide what's right for me too. You know, which is so great he, because that's always been the flip of whatever, the, like all of the other books that we've had. Where the guy is the one that's like, no, you deserve better. We can't be together because our lives are going to, your life is going to be ruined and I'm not good for you. And it's like, no, you don't get to decide that. I get to decide that. Exactly. So, it, no, that, those are lovely. And he, he does really grand, beautiful things for her. I mean, he's fantastic with all the women in his life. Yes, Mrs. Is. Winters isn't even his grandmother. She's just the grandmother of a friend of his from high school who he's very close to, who he lost at a young age. His and mom, his mother. He's so sweet. To his mom, and she's a lovely lady. I mean, he's wonderful in all these ways, but then he has these glimmers of things that I don't like. So that's when I'm like, ooh, Carson. <laughs> yeah, but that's like every man. <laughs> that's true. I guess no it one's ends. perfect. No one's perfect. Every time Dan eats, I want to punch him so hard in the face because he's the most annoying eater in the world. They're not. Well, you perfect. mean when he unhinges his jaw and pours mm-hmm. food down his throat and then closes again? Right. When he's okay. pseudo in the act of eating. <laughs> Really, he's just sticking a whole piece of everything and not chewing in his, yeah. 
He's going to have problems with that later in life. I just know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, there are things wrong. Yeah. But, but anyway. I don't hate him. I don't hate him either. Not a, I just, you know. he's never, he's not going to be making my top 10 list of the men we've read about. <laughs> but he's not supernatural, so. He's not. He's not. You know. He is rich. He's rich. Very rich. So He's very that. smart. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, I give him that. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I mean, really, that's about it. That's really I mean, all. They, in the end, they have four kids. They name Holy them after sh- Mrs. Winters and after Jeff and other people, right? Just, yeah, the other guy who it's died. Ellie, Jeffrey, and then the other two. Justin and then Gwendolyn, right? Yeah, something like that. Or Well, they're all people in their lives who have died. <laughs> and... It seems like the at least their oldest daughter, Ellie, has inherited the gift. Yes, it does. Because she's talking to the spirits. Yeah. There are ghosts in this book, guys. There are ghosts. straight ghosts. Ghosts appear and do things and try to warn people and they ignore signs of the ghosts. They do. So, you know, we're just saying that if there happens to be a sign that happens from the other side of the portal... I guess <laughs> uh, you should you should pay attention to it and listen to it. If you're trying to get out of the car and it locks the door on you a few times, yeah. maybe stay in the car. If you're actively talking to a ghost in your car <laughs> yes. and then you try to leave and the ghost is the one locking the door and keeping you in the car, don't get out of the car. Maybe the ghost has a little better intuition than you do. Listen um, to that ghost. Listen to the ghost. If they're writing messages to you on a mirror. You know? Yeah. Perhaps. Do what they say. Ghost no. don't visit abandoned buildings at 4.30 in the morning. (laughs) On Christmas. (laughs) (sighs) Those are just things that don't need to happen. Okay. So I think uh, we should do the fun fuck fact. Let's do it. Which isn't fuck, but it's okay. It's still... Because this book isn't fuck, so... I'm going to try to say the word correctly, but I'm worried that I can't. (laughs) Put it in dictionary.com and play it. Okay. (laughs) That's how I do it. You're right. I should do that. (laughs) Proprioception. Mm, Okay. 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 So the article this week for a fun fuck fact is from Vox.com. And it's uh, by Brian Resnick, and it was from December of 2019. It's called The Silent Sixth Sense. And what it is, is there's they're starting to discover that there is a sixth sense that the body has, and it's proprioception, which is the way the body knows where our limbs are, even in darkness. Or even if we can't see them, we're not looking at ourselves, we know where our limbs are in space. And in relation to things. And I um, have had just been skimming the article so far, but it's super fascinating because there are some people out there who are missing this sense. And that means they can't, they struggle with knowing where things are. Or like if the lights turn out, they fall down because they it's don't so know. so crazy. <laughs> they can't, without their eyes, they cannot see the space. Like they, their, their body can't sense it. So it's a receptor called Piezo 2, I think is what it's called. And they just mm-hmm. discovered it 10 years ago. And it helps the body with perceiving the space of the body like the with the mind perceiving the space of the body yeah and without it it's really it sounds really hard for people it's very rare though that people don't have it yeah i would say to the to you know at this point with it only being 10 years in of discovering this that they don't really understand exactly how the body uses this receptor and this molecule but it sounds really fascinating. So what they did with one of the subjects in the article is they had a, they put a ball on a stand in front of the lady and they asked her to, you know, touch the ball and touch her nose. And she can do that with her eyes open. Then they blindfold her and close her eyes and ask her to do the same. And it's in the same. They, they even take her hand and put it on the ball and put it on her nose so that she knows where it is. She can feel yeah. it and then ask her to repeat that without their help with her eyes blindfolded. And she can't do 
do it at all. She so just so crazy. She has no concept. She can't even touch her own nose. Oh my god! Like, isn't I? Yeah. So then I, of course, I'm standing here t- trying, and I'm closing my eyes, and I'm touching like everything in my yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, there's my dog. There's my phone. There's like the we microphone. can't imagine that. Yeah. There's no, no way. No. So it's just super interesting because it turns out like you know we always use the phrase sixth sense for stuff mm-hmm. like clairvoyance or psychic of power or like the ghost you know talking to ghosts or something like we read in this book but now it's finding like we're finding out that maybe we have more senses than we realized and science is just starting to scratch the surface of some of them yeah so i think it's a pretty fun article and vox is a fantastic space for information if you've never read vox that's you really should read vox articles they're fantastic so again it's the silent sixth sense by Brian Resnick from Vox.com. Nice. Proprioception. 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 So look for that on the Friday that we post this. Just kidding. Hey, (laughs) maybe. You don't know. It might happen by then. (laughs) That's true. I might might accomplish it. You might surprise us. Just once. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Don't look I like for it. it. I will never accomplish it. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for that. That one yeah. sounds super interesting. I think that's... Doesn't it? I love yeah. writing new shit. Especially, I, I like when science finds... Because we don't have any concept of the brain yet. It's still such a fucking mystery to people, yeah. to humans and to scientists. And I just love when they find out new things and they're like, whoa. Yeah. It's pretty neat. So we should rate the book? <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I thought you were going to say something else. That's why I was waiting no. for you. It looked like you were pensive. No, um, I was going to. I'm typing. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's rate. Um, right. We can't do sex because no. there wasn't any. So we could just do the book. And yeah. yeah, we could just go on three. One, two, three, seven. Seven. <laughs> yep. Seven. At least we are consistent we in are. our shared yes. opinions of shit. I am. Um, I love the sweet romances and I love the meet cutes that Bernadette writes for her characters. I think that they are very, they're written so gracefully and they, I don't know, there's just something about it that makes your heart so light because this is like the type of relationship that you want to start off with when you first meet that person that you could possibly be spending the rest of your life with, you know? And of course, if it's going to be some hot guy in the tea shop that you own, I'm all for it. Absolutely. It is like the fairy tale story. Like that's yeah. what these are. These are like the perfect fantasy, cute romance stories. Mm-hmm. Like it is exactly how you want, or not how you want to necessarily, but it's it's the narrative that we've been told. Like this is the way you fall in love. Now we've all fallen in love in different ways, of course. Mm-hmm. But to to read the stereotypical one is really fun. I mean, obviously, then you throw in ghosts and shit, so it's not stereotypical. <laughs> But just like the cute, yeah, like man meets woman, mm-hmm. they have a cute flirty relationship. Somebody doesn't like the other one at the beginning, but then there's they start liking. There, yeah, yeah. There's there's challenges to be had, mm-hmm. but they go on cute fun dates. I don't know. I like it. There's I like kissing it. and it's hot. Yes, it's very cute. It's a very fun it book. Very cute. And you know, we love books that take place locally because then we feel special. Hell yeah, we do. We do. She mentioned School of Minds. I was like, fuck yeah, I know that M. <laughs> Absolutely. The giant M and like yep. the other, yeah, other, other stuff about Golden, Other stuff. So. Yeah. I need someone to write a book about Casa Bonita, please. Uh, I need Ooh. that to happen. <laughs> that would actually probably help save it. <laughs> it might. It just might. <laughs> it might. So. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Uh, so next book. Yes. Uh, So for our next book, we are going to be reading The Great Balance by Tareen A. Davenport. Now, I don't know if this one's paranormal. Is it? Yes. It is? Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure if we were jumping into a contemporary or not, but great. No, um, I'm pretty sure like this is about angels and stuff. Neat. Oh, we haven't had an angel for a while. It's been a while. Yeah. And I don't want to Blake. I mean, I could be wrong, but who knows? I'm pretty sure based on the, based on the cover that it is like, (laughs) I think I'm pretty sure. Okay. Then great. Then we're, we're right on track. Um, so, and we might have a surprise for you for that episode. You guys, so you know, join us for that one when we uh, when we uh, get there. Absolutely, when it comes out. yes, 
uh, we will. Yeah, that's next. It'll be next. I mean, two weeks for you guys. <laughs> for you guys. Don't ask us when it'll be for us. It'll we be won't a while. tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But uh, in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you guys. Just reach out to us on social media. We are Shh Dirty Books. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok. Because <laughs> I did it. <laughs> yes, she did. I have made it's it done. happen. And that is sh- with three H's. Or you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And you can visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. And thank you, Jim Townsend, for the music. We love it so much. And if you guys can, go to any place that you guys can rate, review, subscribe, and give us a contact give us a shout out do something stars i don't know love send us some money whatever (laughs) if anybody wants us to stumble through a really bad commercial we are here to do that just contact (laughs) us at any of those places we just mentioned but with that we'll say good night this is saylet and this is kalina and we'll see you later bye bye yeah you've been listening to reading dirty books with kalina and saylet be sure to tune into the next episode. Get some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.